0: Enjoy his goodness, to enjoy all that he has to offer in that sense. Um, you song music, Bethel music, elevation worship, Chin-woo. African music ministers. Um, yeah, there is a
1: uh, something.
0: There uh, is, I can't remember how to say Chama it. Jesus. Chima
1: yeah. Chima Chima Jesus, oh exactly. That's what, that's what I wanted to. I don't understand
0: people, but when she sings. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. And she can go on and on with that, just Yeah, so like all of those kind of music and prosperous music. I should have <laughs> yeah.
1: prosper. No, I tell you what, Prosper's got a very anointed voice. Like when the guy sings, like I feel, I feel I I love, I love it when he sings, to be honest. You know, the thing the thing, the
0: thing I like most is all the cars that I see in the music video. <laughs> so yeah, um, good music helps helps to, good poetry, or maybe I should just expand that a bit to say good heart, A-R-T, good works of hearts. And that can look like poetry, can look like music, can look like spoken word, can look like images, actually, paintings. There's this new thing now, I've not seen much of it around in African Christian circles, but, um, I've been at a few conferences here in the uk where when the worship is going on there is an artist that is right there on the spot of the moment with a blank canvas trying to paint an image that is just coming to his mind as the worship is going on so the worship people are doing their thing he is doing his own thing at the end of the worship session there's a beautiful collage or image on the canvas i mean it's brilliant oh. i've seen that on two occasions and just looking at them, bringing out all of those colors and imageries, and it just invokes something within you, like, yeah, that's, anyways, so that's, that's two points, the word of God, you want to make the Bible come alive for yourself, and secondly, you want to, you want to be intentional about feasting on the names of God, or anything that helps you to think about God, that helps you to, the academic term, theologize, and just, Ask yourself, how mighty is this God that I claim to serve? The third one is the person of Jesus. Mm. This is very personal to me in the sense that I came into this year together with my wife, believing that this is our year in which we want to be more like Jesus. Especially with, I mean, in the context of our parenting, but of course, in every area of life, more like Jesus. And the the idea is simply the fact that to know God, (laughs) whatever you think that you know about God. Okay, for instance, I've heard this statement that the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament, they almost look inconsistent. It's, you are reading of a God that is ordering that a particular city should be burnt down and everything should be destroyed and nobody should be spared and things like that. And you want to reconcile that with the God that will die for your sins and things like that. And you're wondering, what exactly is God like? If you want to know what God is like, he's in the person of Jesus. And that should be how we, if you are ever so confused at any point in time about your concept or conception of God, just look to Jesus. That calls him the perfect image and the express image of God's being. In other words, to look at Jesus is to, as much as possible, humanly speaking, to see God. So what we've got in Matthew, in Mark, in Luke, in John, they are scriptures that we should go back to, especially the Gospel of John, to see again, to see afresh who this wonderful Jesus, what he was like when he walked this heart as a means to showing us what we can be like. That's, by the way, the ultimate purpose of, of, of our lives. It's not just about being a Christian or becoming saved. Romans 8.29 says that he predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. That's the agenda.
1: Hello. Your
0: challenges, your successes, your masters, your PhD, your music career, your law career, whatever it is you're doing. At the end of the day, your everyday life is that giving us an avenue to continue to be more and, more and more and more and more like Jesus. To be more and more and more and more like Jesus. And that's, that's the agenda. So to do that is to, you can become more like him without necessarily knowing what he's like. And part of how you do that is by the word, which we've talked about. Part of how you do that is by his names, his many names. But again, is to just study his person. Go Mm -hmm. back to John and study Jesus in a beautiful way. The unique thing about John um, is the fact that, I mean, of course we know that at the cross, it was John that Jesus said take Mary with him, son Mm -hmm. look at your mother, mother look at your son. And so John had, apart from being in the inner circle of Jesus, Ah! apart from being the disciple that Jesus loved as he calls himself, he also had this, this beautiful privilege of living with Mary, perhaps for the rest of Mary's life to have heard so many stories about Jesus's growing up years, which of course we don't have in the Bible. And so by the time he puts his own pen on paper to write about Jesus, By the way, that's the last book of the Bible is in the fourth book in our canon, but it's actually the last book that was written of all the books in the New Testament. John was written last and it was written towards the very end of John's life. So here is someone that is looking back on all the beautiful information he has about this God that became man. And so you will see that his own intonation and his own thinking is totally different from what you find in Matthew, Mark, Luke. About mm. Jesus is is drawing from some deep reserve of, of acquaintance and fellowship and intimacy and knowledge about who Jesus is. So yeah, just thought to put that out there. So Pastor, uh, yep. Yeah. Revelation and John, which one came first then? Revelation was written before before the gospel of John. Really? I'm it's just reading like, that for the yeah. first
1: time.
0: Oh. Yeah. That was it was written, but the, John was more or less the book that is, I mean, that they said
1: he wrote last. He wrote... It was the same was, John, John that wrote the like, two. It was yeah, the same John, John that wrote it too, John yeah? the two, yeah?
0: John the Beloved, as it was said, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting piece of information. The last point is your experiences. Your experiences as an opportunity or avenue to know God. And again, this is... I can spend the rest of today just... Looking back at many, many experiences in my personal life, that has helped me to come to a point where it just doesn't make any sense. It's unthinkable for me to say I'll wake up tomorrow and think there is something out there that is more exciting, more interesting, more celebration than knowing God, than knowing Jesus in that that sense. I was sharing with a few um, students in a Bible college earlier this week. I mean, just yesterday, the same Bible college I graduated from in Bradford. They, they invited me to speak to the students um, last week and then yesterday again. And I was sharing some of my experiences with them. I, I mean, I can see many of them wondering, what kind of a person are you? But it's, the point is, I think we all have many of these experiences, but we've not been intentional with chronicling them with capturing those moments or even noticing those moments as God moments. The moment, for instance, when I applied for a visa in Nigeria to come to the UK to do a Bible college program. And I forgot that I was supposed to do tuberculosis test. I've never heard of anything about tuberculosis test. So when I was submitting my visa application form, I hadn't done the TB test. And then I had to go and do it and submit, bring the certificate as soon as possible so that they could send it to Abuja to process the visa. And I did that. In fact, I think the next day I went for the TB text and immediately submitted the the TB certificate. But apparently it got to Abuja later than my, my passport and other documents have reached Abuja. And they decided on the visa application based on what they have. The fact that I didn't have a TB certificate automatically meant that they disqualified or they rejected the visa application. And it's not like I didn't have, but they didn't get it on time. And so I got a rejection and I went to pick up my, my stuff. The day I went to pick up the documents, I saw someone at the, at the um, office, visa office in the Kedja who called my name in full. I don't know him from anywhere. I thought I didn't know him anyways. So I looked at him, I was like, do you know me? I said, ah, you don't know me? We." comment on each other's post on Facebook, you comment on my notes, I comment on yours. I was like, oh, wow, wow, that's exciting. Okay, that's interesting. What brings you to our office? And then I explained what happened to him. And I was like, oh, but that's not your fault. Give me, apparently, I didn't know it was like the man in charge at that branch at the time. Yes, moved on now, took on a new role in Kenya. But yeah, he, he said, all I needed was just to send an email to a particular email address. And everything was resolved within 24 hours. I got an email. They said I should just send my passport back. No other documents. And the visa was approved, just like that. Now, that could happen to anybody. But for me, it was one of those God moments that kind of reassured me beyond reasonable doubt that there is a God that works in the affairs of men. I didn't see that as a coincidence. I saw that as God at work. And and noted it down as, as, as such. So I look back to moments like that when I'm at junctions, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or thinking, how will this thing happen? How can this thing happen? I don't have the answer. I don't have the resources. I don't necessarily know how it's going to happen, how it's going to fit in together. But I can look back to the time when it came true for me. Mm-hmm. I can look back to the time when I was leaving London, coming to Bradford in a city I've never been to before, not knowing where I was going to stay, not even knowing where I was going to get the money for the accommodation. But I just so happened to be sitting next to a woman that got talking with me and before two hours into the trip, told me, you know what, I've got a small room in my house and I don't think my husband would mind if you come and stay with us, at least till you are able to settle down or whatever. And I ended up staying with them for three months, no accommodation, free food, For three months in the UK, like just like that. I could look back to moments like that and very many other moments and know that God will not leave me stranded. Mm -hmm. So basically, I'm saying look back to your experiences as well and see what those experiences say to you about God. Not only when God came through but those times when he seemingly did not come through the way you were expecting. Mm. And then maybe months later, years later, you looked back in retrospect and you saw that, wow, he was in it all along and he had a plan all along and things like that. So yeah, the word of God, the names of God, the person of Jesus and your personal experiences. As you journey into 21, I just want to challenge us in a sense to, to take that as to see that as potters that we can engage with God through or to take us further, higher, forward in our journey of knowing God. And I'm praying that we would have a wonderful ride together. Any questions?
1: And Pastor, I I want to commend you for this word uh, that you just uh, shared with us. Um, There was something I read yesterday about um, Jesus when John the Baptist was beheaded. Mm-hmm. You know, they said that the news got to Jesus, and the first thing he did was that he withdrew himself. You know, probably he went, he withdrew to go uh, over through the sea, you know, mm-hmm. so a remote place to rest, and Back uh, and then the crowd followed him using their uh, leg, you know, by by foot, the crowd followed him. And one thing that he taught me is that it's still okay for you to mourn. You know, Jesus showed there that he was human. You know. he he didn't want to show that he was super God, you know, he showed that he was um, human and he withdrew, but at the same time he still had compassion on people because people came over to him. I feel like those people are not uh, he, uh, uh, someone lost the cousin, lost his cousin and then your people came to him and one of the things he did, even at that morning stage, was to heal everybody and also feed them all. So, these are some of the, the qualities and the principles that <laughs> you know that is encouraged. You know that we may be in a morning state as we are, but it doesn't mean that because you're in a morning state or you are in a in a, you're down. Let me just use that word. You're yeah. down at the moment does not mean you cannot show compassion to people. If you've got the ability to show compassion to people, you could show you should go compassion to people. Yeah. I remember asking somebody, and. Um, um, i was just going through my whatsapp i remember i because um i've not replied some messages i was like oh my god i don't started replying those messages that sometimes i just try to reply old messages that i've not really replied so i just told one lady um hello how are you and then she was like king says this me in the dream i'm like no she was like are you sure i was like yeah what happened she said that i've been crying all through the night yeah that this is what she was going through that this how are you i just told her that like There's a way the thing just, uh, uh, somebody could actually think about her. I'm like, and then after we had a long discussion, she was like, Kinsey, could you imagine that just a how are you could give this calmness and this joy? So now I don't have, I didn't have pounds or Naira or whatever to give to her. The little thing I gave to her was, how are you? And then, so I feel like we should also, uh, I feel like sharing it so that, just, just like you said, the person of Jesus learn some of these things from jesus jesus was very compassionate mm. and we need to as human beings to also be compassionate as well to so our different human beings That's praise right. god
0: hallelujah god. thank you for that the scripture came to mind as we were talking acts chapter 10 verse 38 i believe it says how jesus was anointed with the holy Ghost and power who went about doing who went about doing the and siege. healing all that were oppressed for god was with him and that's 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 resonance to me like yeah thank you very much
1: another question oh sorry and let me see if anybody has got any question before I say what I want to say
0: David has a question <laughs>
1: <laughs> <So> David Jr <laughs> that's what I've been facing all day <laughs> uh, another thing I wanted to ask that is this is discussion I normally have with David sometimes and because he's here I want to also share it as well, and it's um about two different types of Christians. And um, uh, he's of the opinion that we have Christians that uh, love God with all their heart, and we have Christians that don't want to go to hell. You know, people that oh God, I just want to be, a, I want to be a Christian because I don't want to go to hell. Yeah. And that also, and then people that love God, and you know, the two of them have different. Uh, attitudes because the ones that don't want to go to hell they they may not give sacrificially because they love what they have and then uh, those that love God give to God without expecting anything in return Shadrach, Meshach and Abadnego they said um, if, uh, even if God doesn't save me I'll still not I will still not do this against him which is um, which is something that I, one morning, on, there was a morning that I I got this thing I wrote down and something like that. Loving God with all your heart. I said I was going to post it on the men's group, but I forgot. So, and I, I I don't have it anymore. But it's about um, coming to a point where we love God with all our hearts, yeah. you know, and not because we don't want to go to hell. I really learned it from David because at I know at some point when he said that I I was like, if you that's the shortest way to give it to heaven is to love God. Mm. Because when, when when you give sacrificially to to God or to things about God or things about humanity and things are not working out for you, Mm. you're not being, you're not feeling that God is cheating you because you are doing it because you love him, Mm. you know? Uh, But when you, when you are, you know, uh, scared of hell, And loving God, the truth is that one of the reasons we are Christians is that we want to have assurance eternally. That's the truth, you know, is we want to have assurance eternally. But after that assurance has been found, like you said, the person of Jesus and what, how do we live on earth? Mm -hmm. That is the principle of Jesus, which is love, you know, God is love. How do we live on earth? Uh, I just want to encourage us as well, you know, as um, um, believers and Christians, to love God more, as much as we can. I've got a lot of things, I was reading this um, recently, and God has been teaching me on covenant, you know, me and my wife, and we we began to understand what, you know, what covenant, so, you know, when we have the Old Testament and the New Testament and all that, you know, it, it just pays you know, for us to just love God in our hearts. So I just feel like you should just chip it in. Thank you very much. That's very, very helpful.
0: The moment we are able to make that switch, I mean, the purpose for Christianity is not even, the motivation is not about making heaven. If that's our motivation, then all we'll be after is it becomes transactional. It becomes, let me do this so that I can get this. Let me do this so that God can take this, I've, that I've done this, I've done that. And so I'm hopefully going to make it. Someone said, if, if if God was all about bringing you to heaven, the day you gave him your life, he would rather just kill you. So that at least nothing messes up the plan. We know that you have given him your life. So there's what are you waiting here to do? Let's go to heaven. <laughs> but he leaves us here because there is, there is more to being a Christian than just, yeah, now I've I've surrendered my life to Jesus. He wants you to be the Jesus that others are seeing. He wants you to live and become more like him. And that necessitates what you've just said now, wanting to love him with all our heart. And in my own personal experience, and I've shared this with us many times, I found that that's the key that liberated me from what led me to, quote unquote, giving my life to Christ, as we call it. The final time, I mean, I can't count how many times I gave my life to Christ. But the final time I did was because I came to a point where I came to the end of myself. I saw that this cycle is just totally, I can't help it. I will say, I don't want to do this again. Forgive me, Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. As I'm opening my eyes, (laughs) before I know it, I'm back to scale one. And so I just thought, there must be something more. Because for every time I fell, I felt like, So that means I'm off the register again. I have to to reapply again and stuff. And that's why I keep doing the giving my life to Christ thing again and again until the understanding came. It's, It's a journey. It's a relationship. You come into a family. You want to learn. You want to be with daddy. You want to see. You want to grow. We've seen. We've learned a lot from watching our two boys grow. Like just seeing how they do things how they act innocently, how they act foolishly sometimes and yeah. drawing parallels from that into our spiritual world. We were once like that, we were once infants, we were once just learning baby steps, just trying this out and trying that out. There were times that you say, don't do this and that's the, that's the time you want to do it yeah. and things like that. But over time, of course, we learn his voice, we become more intimate, we can play together and do all sorts of things together and life becomes more meaningful. You've been quiet, very oddly. I think it's because I'm sitting with you. I should have sat upstairs. You should be, should be that way I would have spoken more and be able to <laughs> critique whatever you're saying. Yeah. it's just very weird hearing it from my ears. Oh my here. goodness. It's a it's good. Um, at least we're not the only one. There's prosper and efe to stay next next to each other. Yeah, doing a thing. <laughs>